It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Leon Drysital gets the game winner with five thirty-one left in the third period, and the Edmonton Oilers are back in the win column with a five-three decision over the Calgary Flames. Miko Koskinen, a big night, forty-four saves. And the Oilers are able to respond. Once again, they give up the first goal. You know that happens almost all the time. 24 times in the last 28 games, in fact. They were down 2-0 after the first period. They claw back into it. A couple of goals on the power play from Evan Bouchard. Brendan Perlini briefly gave them the lead late in the second period, though the Flames tied it before the end of the second. And then Dreisaitl gets the game winner and an empty netter. Four-point night for Leon Dreisaitl. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 11.06. We're in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. So the Oilers end a seven-game slide. Feeling a little better. Again, facing a really good goaltender like they did a couple nights ago, Rob, but they were able to solve them four times to get the win. And we'll start with Dreisaitl's game winner. Duncan Keith hits him with a pass, and we've seen you know Leon be able to cut in like that but it was kind of an oddly developing play because Pugliarvi was was driving the middle and things sort of got muddled up it it did it was a two on three and the Calgary Flames were in good position but Pugliarvi going towards the net he and the defenseman kind of got tangled up and the Calgary Flame defenseman went down and when he did the other back checking Calgary Flame couldn't get around and all of a sudden, it turned into a one-on-one. And when Leon beat his man, he had all the time in the world to go to the net. And as it was just called, they're a world-class goal. Great talent, great patience, and great finish. And I think that's something that we haven't seen a lot lately from anyone in the Edmonton Oilers is, is great finish. And a very important goal and a very important win for the Edmonton Oilers that all of a sudden can start feeling good about themselves and just maybe forget what has happened everything over the last month and just start thinking positive about the way their game went tonight. We talk about goaltending a lot. We talk about Miko Koskinen a lot, who gets his first win since December 1st tonight. 44 saves. The Oilers were outshot 47-31. And by the way, they only got six shots in the third period. Uh, one of them beat Markstrom. One of them goes into the empty net. And, and you know, Koskinen, he's interesting to talk about because it's not as if he never plays well. No, you're right. It's not as if he never plays well. It's just there are some nights you see him make big saves and then he lets in goals where you're left a little befuddled about how they went in. Well, tonight the three he gave up, I don't think you can pick apart, and he made some huge saves, including a couple where I was thinking, okay, there's one for Calgary, and he was awesome on the play. You know, the Calgary Flames are going to be in the dressing room tonight thinking, okay, how did we let that one slip away? They had plenty of grade-A scoring chances. And and two in the third period that you remember is the one where uh, the Oilers' Benson doesn't get the puck out, and all of a sudden it comes down low to Kachuk, and between his legs, uh, I've seen him on the highlights do it a few times. This one I saw it live, and Koskinen's able just to hold on uh, with the puck between his arm and his body, and then the two-on-one. The Calgary Flames 
did everything they wanted to do properly as Monaghan put the puck right where he wanted to on the two-on-one, one-timed it, and again, Koskinen comes all the way across. Uh, those are the important saves that the Oilers haven't got as of late. Those were ones that probably should have been goals, and they were taken away by Koskinen. Koskinen was excellent. The, the Oilers do not win this game without the great goaling, goalie, uh, goaltending of Miko Koskinen tonight. That's how good he was, and he outplayed... Uh, Markstrom in the opposite end who's having a fantastic year so uh, you're happy that the Oilers win this game but to me personally I'm happy for the night that Koskinen have I don't know if anyone is taking the abuse that he has taken over the last number of years here in Edmonton he's a backup goaltender that was pushed into uh, a spot because of injuries and he's had some good and he's had some bad and he's taken a ton of heat Tonight he came out and was excellent in this hockey game and a big reason that the Oilers got two points. And everybody's going to like this because Leon Dreisaitl jumped on his own miss after his initial shot at the empty net and put it in with a tenth of a second on the clock. The Oilers get to five tonight and we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com so you can go print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. 5-3, Oilers beat the Flames tonight. And Rob, you know, one thing, we've obviously talked about uh, coaching Dave Tippett and, you know, one win will take off the heat for a couple of days and we'll talk about that but let's go downstairs now here's coach Tippett. this one started out uh very much like others games have started out but it didn't end that way you guys had something in the last 40 minutes that was different what was it well we, again it was, it was another we felt like we we're playing all right you know you felt like you're playing all right and uh go ahead i don't need many and we're down two all I could hear coming off, the players coming off after the first period, they're all just talking about, hey, we're still in this. Let's go. And when they come out and they had a great second period, their power play got going a little bit. Boosh, a uh, couple of real nice shots. And then Perlini, a nice shot. And we, you know, we... Guys worked hard, happy for them. You know, you can tell that there was a... There's relief, but there's a happiness. You, you lose... People don't realize the toll it takes on you when you lose. You lose, you're, it's, it's hurting everybody. So it's great to see them feel good about it for a night, and hopefully it's a night that we can use to start building ourselves back up again. Dave, it, it appeared that Miko was reading the plays really well tonight. He was over when the guys were shooting, like he wasn't caught out of position. That save in the third period, I mean, that could have turned, it, yeah. turned the tide again for Calgary. He made big saves. He made big saves for us, gave us a chance to win, and that's uh, all the credit to him. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him right now, and he stepped in, and, you know, that's that's uh, your Saturday night against your biggest rival on Hockey Night in Canada, and you're on a losing streak. There's a lot of pressure with that. He played very well. And Bouchard, his ability on the point just to get the shots through, is that mm -hmm. is is. Mo. I mean, he gets a, it's a wrist shot. It's not a slapper, but he gets the shots through to the net. One slapper, one wrister. Both, both real good shots. Jesse, really good job in front of the net too. Big guy taking the goalie's eyes away. So it was both really good plays. Thank you. Hey, Dave. Uh, I know you just talked about Koskinen, but that save in the third period, tie game. Miko said it's the biggest save of his NHL career. Can you describe 
the energy on the bench after that save? It was uh, there was energy throughout the game like that. Like he made some big saves. There was a couple that were kind of laying around the crease close, and uh, our guys were engaged right from the drop of the puck tonight. They were, actually, I should say that before that, Harry had them all revved up before <laughs> the game in the hallway too. So, but it, it was our guys were engaged, and Miko was part of that, you know, and he played accordingly. Made some big saves at the right time and allowed us to. Um, stay in the game and give ourselves a chance to win. Drysdale makes a big play for us, and those are things if we, you know, if you look where we've been, a big play happening at the right time or a big save at the right time, those are the difference between winning and losing sometimes. We got, uh, we got the better end of it tonight. I know you talked about Bouchard a little bit, but his ability to get the puck through traffic, it seems like he never looks down at the puck. For a young guy to have instincts like that, what can you say about Bouchard? Well, that's what he's had. You know, that's why he was drafted so high. He has uh, he has the ability to make things happen with the puck, and and not just. I mean, he shoots it hard, whether it's slap shot or wrist shot, and he's very accurate. So it's uh, that's one of his strengths, and you know, it was on display tonight. Thanks, Dave. Dave, we, we to, just to talk a little bit more about Bouchard. We saw obviously a shot on the power play, but is there any other element that you, you find that he brings to that group that uh, makes him successful there? He just got, he just got poised with the puck. You know, he just got to. Some guys get uh, the puck and they get they get excited. They get excited, and Bouch gets the puck and he doesn't get excited. There's some times when I wish he'd get a little more excited, maybe, but. For the most part, he doesn't get very excited, and he uh, he makes good plays with the puck. I know it's just one game, but is he making a case for a little bit more playing time with that top unit? Yeah, no, he's you, know, you have success. That's what you're looking for, right? All right, thanks, guys. All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3. So, you know, we'll see where this goes now. Rob, obviously, if there, there are more losses coming out of this, the heat's going to continue to be on everybody. But I know, you know, I was asked on my show last night, it's come up, well, you know, have the players, you know, quit on Tippett? Are they still listening to him? Well, look, I, they played really well in the first period against the Florida Panthers. I, I know the final score line was absolutely ugly. <laughs> and certainly they sagged in the third. Um you know, but tonight you're down two nothing after the first period, and 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 you rally to win. We don't know what Tip's future is going to be again, especially if there are more losses. But you know, I, I don't see, and it's been a frustrating, frustrating stretch. Uh, I I haven't seen any. Uh, well, let's push a few to get our coach out of here, or or you know, I mean, they kept coming tonight, and they easily could have could have said after the first, ah, it's another write-off. Well, when it comes to that, whether the players have quit on a coach, and over the course of my career, you can cer- see certain teams that have. But the one thing here in Edmonton, Ken Holland has been more or less open all all year long about how he what he does with coaches. He also talks about, and the players that come out and said that he he is open with his star players. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid both have said that they they've talked to, to Ken Hall and they 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 know what's going on. They if there was a disconnect between the team and the coach, the co- Ken Holland would know that from talking with his star players. If is if Dave Tippett is still here, it's because the star players believe in him as a coach. So anyone that thinks that you know the the, the players are quitting on, they're not listening anymore. This team has a general manager that talks to the stars. They have two superstars, generational superstars on their team. If they didn't feel in that dressing room that Dave Tippett was, had the room, Dave Tippett wouldn't be here. And Ken Holland would move him or, and, and move on from him. 
So, uh, to me, Dave Tippett has not lost this room, and not even close, and right now the team just went through a poor stretch, and right now they're trying to turn it around. So, yeah, I don't – I agree with you. This this team is playing for their coach. They, they like their coach, and – Hopefully things will start working out in the right direction so that this coach and this team can be a playoff hockey club. All right, the Oilers take it 5-3. $500 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous tonight from James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They're given $100 to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous every time the Oilers score throughout the season. The special teams battle. We always talk about it, Rob. Well, the, the penalty kill percentage is going to go down again, unfortunately, because the Flames were uh, one for two on the power play. The Oilers, though, go two for three. Mm-hmm. So they cash in. Bouchard jumps in and scores a couple just over four minutes apart. Well, the Oilers' power play hasn't been a difference maker uh, in this stretch. One, they're not getting a lot of power plays, and two, they weren't capitalizing enough to, ma- to make a change. And there's there's been games where they'd only get two power plays, but they'd get one in a crucial time in the game, and they weren't capitalizing. Tonight, uh, they simplify. They put pucks on net. Uh, Evan Bouchard, there are still some warts in his game, in his own zone. But when he's in the offensive zone, he's got a shot that no one in the National Hockey League can shoot like. It's big, it's heavy, it it gets through. And the Oilers took advantage of that. Uh, Leon set him up for one-timer bang in the net the next time comes to the other side Connor mcdavid throws it back there and just lets him walk in with a wrist shot and i like that dave tippett pointed out the fact that yes he pulled yarvey um both of those goals were in the eyes of that goaltender markstrom and he saw neither puck and when you've got a defenseman that's got a heavy shot and hits net and you got a goalie that can't see you're gonna have success so uh, i don't know how long uh tyson barry's gonna be out with his upper lower body injury injury <laughs> but the the oilers do have something in evan bouchard and it, it adds something tyson barry's got a good shot he's got a very very good shot and is very good on the power play evan bouchard has a shot that's heavier and probably more dangerous. And that just makes a very dangerous power play even better. Well, 37 games into the season, Evan Bouchard now has eight goals. I mean, that's a pretty good high teens pace well, for, a, for a defenseman, which is pretty good. That's an outside chance of 20-goal season. The power play update for Extreme Power Products, your full-line Kubota dealer, dealer with four locations, including their new Camrose location. Check out Extreme with an X, powerproducts.com. And I'm wondering, too, because, I mean, the Oilers' power play has, what did I say before the game, 18% mm-hmm. during this 15-game uh, run, so 24th in the league. So not good. And and we've seen some, some nights. Now, obviously, you know, they miss Nugent Hopkins, keeping yep. plays alive and the little passes for sure. But we've seen a lot of games where teams have just been like, it's not going across to Leon. It's yep. not going across to Leon. But as soon as Bouchard, I, I thought, anyway, Robin, you'll know way better than me from what you see from up here. I thought after Bouchard got the first one on the one-timer, the Flames had to defend. Even though he scored again, it, they looked to me like they had to defend the second one differently because now they got two one-timers to work Well, and we've talked about that before. When, uh, when a, def- a team on the power play shoots from the point, it pulls the defender out a little bit higher because he's got to get into a shooting lane. And when he does, that opens up the cross ice. But when the Oilers, for for stretches where they would try to force the play across all the time and not use the high guy, well, it just played into the defensive structure of a penalty killer because now all four can come back into a tighter box and they don't give that, that play across. When you have success, and the Vancouver Canucks, the next opponent for the Oilers, they're going to watch video of the Oilers scoring these two power play goals, and they're going to see, okay, we can't let this Bouchard 
uh, shoot from there. We got to get, we got to front them. We got a bit closer. And when they do that, that will open up the cross ice pass to go to dry settle back door for his one timer. It's just another weapon. And I think that's the biggest thing for the Oilers. They already got, uh, you know, they're super loaded with weapons as it is. Now you add the fact that they've got this bomb from the back end that always finds its way through. It just has, gives the, op- the Oilers other opportunities to put the puck in the net. That's our adjustment of the game for pro drain text for peace of mind down the line. We are going to get to some calls here in a few minutes at 780-496-0063. That's our hotline on Overtime Open Line, presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way, but we're going to go back down to the Hall of Fame room. Two guys that were excellent tonight, Leon Dreisaitl and Miko Koskinen. Uh, I guess Leon, uh, obvious one is is uh, just the sense of relief and how you guys feel after not just winning but winning the way you did, sort of getting up off the canvas and coming back to win. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it feels great. Um, you know, losing is is awful. It, it sucks. It's it's not fun. Um, feels like there, there's always a cloud around you when you are losing, and um, you know, obviously. We're not where we want to be yet, but this is the first step, and, and you get a start at one point, right? So, um, Koski was amazing. Um, full full team effort, so it was a good game for us. I was going to say, it's kind of awkward he's sitting right next to you, but uh, that first period could have, could have gone in a different direction. He, and then again in the third, he made that one. You know, he made him a bunch, but there was one that stood. Yeah, he, he saved the game for us. I mean, he, he was our best player, uh, not even close tonight. So um, it's uh, it's great for him. Uh, we, we love him uh, in the dressing room. Uh, we love playing for him. So um, I know this, this this probably feels awkward right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was he, he was amazing. Uh, just over here, guys, uh, to your left. First, Miko, to you. Just maybe walk us through your night. It was it was busy, really, from uh, start to finish. And then, Leon, uh, you, you kind of came in today, and you, you sort of, it, you looked like you had a little bit of that, I don't want to uh, swagger back, like you looked like you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling confident. And, and was it like that, and did that show on the ice for you once you got out there? Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, I think we, we had the swagger today, you know. We were two nothing down in uh, after first, but we still keep talking that we believe believe this and uh, we're gonna come back and uh, that's what exactly happened happened tonight and um, like Leon said, like a whole whole full team effort. So it's really proud of the team and all of them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Um, again, like when when you're losing. It feels like you have that cloud or that pressure on your shoulders, right? And you grip your stick a little bit too tight. Um, so this was a big night for, for a lot of guys, you know. You just relieve a little bit of pressure and maybe not grip your stick so tight. And, and that, that swagger is, uh, is a huge part in that and confidence. Uh, we always talk about it. So uh, tonight was, was a big night for us. <clears throat> uh, Miko, everyone... Uh has pressure during tough times you have had seemingly the most criticism a lot of people taking shots at Miko Koskin in the last couple weeks how do you block it out how do you not let it affect you to play a game like you played tonight uh, you know sometimes it's, it's tough you don't want to even even see that stuff but it's you just open up the internet and it's on your face so it's <laughs> Tough, tough sometimes to not say that, but usually I try to pluck everything and 
you know, it's not my business, it's not my opinion, and uh, like I feel feel that the boys are like behind me, so that's that's all that matters, and uh, I have to really thank for my teammates standing standing for me, and uh, you know what what can I say? Team team is the most important, and um, obviously those people who are telling that we're not a good team and calling uh, calling is bad or whatever it is. They're not in our room, so it's really that doesn't matter. We have to believe in our room, ourselves, and uh, each others. And uh, I think today we prove that we we can do that. Leon, the, this game ended. It started the same as a lot of games, but it ended completely differently, right? Your last 40 minutes for your team was was a different looking team than we've seen. Is that? You know how I guess I would ask why. What happened tonight that hasn't happened for a long time? I, I don't know. I, I wish I could answer that. It's last game we play an amazing first period. Uh, we dominate the best best team in the league, and, and look on the score sheet, and it's six nothing at the end of the night tonight. You know he makes amazing saves in the first period. I mean, that's just the way hockey goes. And I said it this morning, I think the hockey gods, they keep it fair, you know. Um, they, every team goes through ups and downs, that's normal. But we're not, we're not the team that loses seven in a row. Like, we're not that bad. And I think everybody knows that, and we know that. And, and I think that's most important. And um, tonight just feels really, really good. But again, we, we have to continue, and we have to keep pushing and getting better. Um, Miko, it seems like you're really battling out there tonight. Was there a point in the game where you felt like this is your night, like that this that things were going to go your your way tonight? No, obviously every every time when you put your jersey on, you have that feeling that that's going to be your night. But it's not not like a different night. But you know, sometimes things happen are not going your way. But we're we're just happy that we get the win tonight. And, and Leon, uh, just. You know, this game being against Calgary, not only a big rival, but a team you're, you're kind of battling with in the playoffs, how how much sweeter did that make it that it was against Calgary? Yeah, it makes it extra special, of course. Um, it's always fun beating uh, our, our biggest rival in the, in the league. So, um, But to be honest, it, it doesn't doesn't really matter at this point in time when, when, when you're that deep into a slump or into losing. Um, you just... You're just looking to get that first win out of the way, and, and it doesn't really matter who it is, but it is a, a little bit extra special for sure. Yeah. Miko, uh, just one question for me, uh, pretty simple question. That save in the third period, halfway through the period, where does that rank in terms of magnitude of saves you've had in your NHL career, given the circumstances? No, uh, <laughs> I think it's my top, top, top save in NHL. <laughs> if you think about the situation where we are, we re we really needed the win, and, and uh, we got the win, so we have to be happy for that. Thanks, Miko. Thank you. Uh, hey, Leon, you, you could kind of, like you were saying, you could kind of see this game coming, the way you guys were up against Ottawa and the way you guys came out against Florida. When so much of what's been going on is maybe a result of that dark cloud, do you kind of see this as maybe the springboard is, is going forward as to what you guys were looking for. Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? Uh, we have to go into Vancouver now and bring that same effort and, and keep building our game and getting better and better. And um, 
Yeah, you, you hope that this is the start of, of, of a really, really good stretch for a team, right? Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully it is. Yeah, it's Leon Dreisaitl, Miko Koskinen, pretty honest in their postgame comments as the Oilers beat the Calgary Flames 5-3 tonight at Rogers Place. Koskinen, 44 saves. He said, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. What did he say when you go on the internet and your face is everywhere about uh, how you're having a bit of a tough go? And he also called that save on Dubé in the third period, the biggest one of his NHL career, which is pretty cool. It, it was. Well, and it was pretty exciting in here, I tell you, because it looked like it was a sure goal. Because the, the, when you're passing that puck across, as, as Monaghan was, if you land it where you want to, you think that's an automatic goal because you put it right on a tee for Dubé, and Dubé got good wood on it, but Koskinen got across. And that, that, again, I, I'm happy that the Oilers won, but I'm more happy for Koskinen. As a couple of the questions said, no one's taken more heat. And again, it wasn't through a lack of effort. It wasn't like he was coming out not trying. He was just put in a position where the backup goalie was trying to carry a team. And uh, it wasn't getting done, and... He was taking the heat when it was more than just a goaltender that was a problem here. But tonight, a, a total team effort, and I like the fact, and we talked about it, that Dave Tippett ran all four lines. He, he didn't, all of a sudden, you didn't get uh, one line sitting and playing three and a half, four minutes. I think everyone played eight and a half minutes or more. Late in the third period, all four lines were on in the last five, six minutes of that game. And I think that just, it, it's a team victory. And I think they felt more like a team because everybody contributed at different points of this hockey game. All right, so the Oilers win 5-3. I can also tell you Dylan Holloway makes his debut with the Bakersfield Condors, gets two assists as the Condors also came back from a 2-0 deficit. They get a 4-3 win over the Barracuda as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Around the NHL, it is the Lightning beating up on the Sharks 7-1. That's actually good for Edmonton because they are ahead of San Jose in points percentage. The Sabres beat the Flyers 6-3. Wow, what a tough time at Philly. I mean, jeez. Oiler fans thought they had it bad. Uh, Philly fans have had they've it worse. A, they've had a 10 and an 11 now. Game, game losing streak. Yeah. And this was a, they thought they were going to be better this year. And, yeah, no, it's been a bad. And the unrestricted free agent, I think, Claude Giroux this year. So there could be a chance he could be moved at the deadline. Bruins get by the Jets, 3-2. That's also good for the Oilers. Uh, Avalanche beat the Canadians, 3-2 in overtime. Devils knock off the Hurricanes, 7-4. Rangers pound the Coyotes, 7-3. Caps beat the Sens, 3-2 in overtime. Toronto wins on the road, 3-1 against the Islanders. Predators beat the Red Wings, 4-1. And the Wild win in overtime, 4-3 over the Blackhawks. Felino got the game winner. Both of the NFL playoff games were... Exciting. Thrillers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincy beats Tennessee, 19-6. Field goal on the last play. And San Francisco in the snow in the second half. 13-10 over Green Bay. Field goal on the last play. San Francisco did virtually nothing offensively in the first half. Green Bay missed that field goal at the end of the first yep. half that would have made it 10 nothing. Which, granted, you know, it's only, would have been only, but in a game like that, that would have been, the points were yep. so hard to come by. And then San Francisco blocked a punt and scored a touchdown on it with four and a half minutes left. Green Bay got the ball, couldn't drive, and the Niners get it down close enough to win. Well, I was reading, well, while we were listening there, I was reading about the Green Bay Packers apparently had one of the worst specialty teams throughout the season. And it came to fruition in the playoff as a missed field goal and a blocked punt cost them a, a game. Uh, you're doing the NHL scores. So, Creter and Ovech 
second. Both tied now for most goals in the National Hockey League with 29. But Creator had a power play goal, a even strength goal, and a shorthanded goal in his hat trick tonight for the New York Rangers. Oh. That's a not a so Mario did, Lemieux. So he did a penalty shot and an empty net. Yeah, it wasn't a, a match Lemieux. Yeah, it wasn't a Lemieux, <laughs> but it was a Chris Creed. You, you were in. Were you I in played that game. That game you yeah. were in that game. Yeah. I did. And when we, no one really had any idea during the game that he had all those things. Right. And then afterwards, someone brought it up. He scored five different ways. I'm like, hey, wait a second. That's pretty good. <laughs> that Lemieux guy was good. All right. Oilers beat the Flames 5-3. Edmonton 9-2 against the Pacific Division, and that could be important as we go along here. We're going to get to your phone calls, and you'll hear from McDavid and Bouchard as well when we get back. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Monahan to Anderson. Round the boards, Lucic. Interior pass, bounced around. Here comes Yamamoto. Through Hannafin and driving down the right-hand side. Lucic with another nice backtrack, and we've seen it all night. Uh -oh. And that pushed ahead for Monahan. Two-on-one, cross-ice. One-timer. What a save! Miko Koskinen! A brilliant denial to prevent what seemed a certain Calgary goal Yamamoto. for Dylan Dubé. What a save by Koskinen. Maybe his best of the year. Yeah, well, Koskinen said the best of his <laughs> career. He stopped Dubé with 10.40 left in the third. It was 3-3 at that point. Oilers win 5-3. The save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. The Oilers were outshot 47-31, including 17-6 in the third period. So Koskinen goes 17 for 17 in the third, and the Oilers get two goals. on. Now, one was an empty netter, but they get two goals on six shots. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a big win, an important win, but also uh, there's still some things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, I mean, this is like the, the, the Calgary Flames are leaving this rink tonight saying, okay, we came into the third period tied. We had to kill a penalty. We outshot them 17 to 6, and, and we lost by two. So... Uh, a lot of positives about this game, but also things that still uh, there's some leaking. And we just heard the one where we're in a tie game late middle of the period. They give up a, a clear cut two on one. There was some miscommunication. There's misreads again, some odd man breaks. But tonight, for the first time in a while, they got the saves when they needed. And they got a little bit of puck luck. And I think that's something that the Oilers haven't gotten in a while. All right, let's go to the Certainty Hotline and welcome Mike to the show. Mike, hope you've had a good Saturday. Go ahead, sir. Drove in from Grand Prairie with my son uh, today, and uh, the first period there, it, uh, there was a lot of nervous energy. It seemed like every time the Oilers touched the puck, they, it was like a grenade. They were they were really nervous, and I thought Miko early on actually made a couple of saves and and uh, might have helped a little bit with some belief there. But then, you know, there's kind of that play that goes through Keith and. Miko leaves kind of a rebound there and see she forgets to tie up his man and they're trailing and then they're down two and you're thinking, oh my God, here we go again. And uh, they finally got on the board and it looks like they found uh, somebody that probably should uh, be on the power play from, from now on. I think uh, Bouchard has a way of, you know, hammering the puck but getting shots through and um, it seems like other guys can't like that kind of wrist or snapshot there. 
Yeah. Um, with the screen in front, you know, and good to finally. Uh, no, oh, we might have lost. No, they Mike. can exhale, exhale, and, and soak in the fan. Yeah, for sure, Mike. I think we're starting to lose you there, but thanks for calling in and safe travels back to GP for sure. Yeah, we talked about Bouchard. And, and I'm sure he'll continue to get more power play time yep. throughout his career. I mean, obviously, he's relatively young. Also want to ask you, what do you think of, uh, for the last two periods, McLeod going up to play with McDavid and Yamamoto? Uh, I thought he looked looked fine. Uh, he's got the speed to do it, and I think that's huge. When you're playing with Connor McDavid, you got to be able to keep up, and he can. And what I also like about it a couple times... Uh, he didn't defer. He didn't just pass the puck away just because Connor was open. He made plays himself. He made hockey plays. He drove wide. He went around the net. Uh, he looked. He looked good. He looked confident, which is huge. I think sometimes when a player who is a, a little further down in the lineup gets moved up into a, a spot with the top player, they get a little nervous or a little antsy, and and they get away from what made them successful. But uh, he looked good. And depending on what happens with players coming back. Uh, maybe he stays there next game because I think with Hyman coming back, they'll put him with Leon. Maybe McLeod gets another look. All right. I want to congratulate Shannon, who gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. River Cree excitement bet on it. She took the over for set the line, which was at three and a half combined points for McDavid and Dreisaitl. They get to six. McDavid had two assists. Dreisaitl gets two goals and two assists. So Dreisaitl now up to 58 points on the season, 27 goals and 30 assists. I think that's tied for the league league now again, is he not? I think he is. I think he's tied with Ovechkin for the scoring lead. Let's go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Abbas standing by. Hey, Abbas, go ahead. I've been here, and this is my first call to you in the new year. Good to hear from you. Um, I got to say, the game was awesome, even though I missed a lot of fights on Battle of Alberta. <laughs> but I'm, I'm proud of the fact that Leon got points. Um, Bouchard was awesome and cost the man of the hour. I mean, I've seen this guy play, and he's awesome, like, in person. I don't know if you guys realize that, you know, remember when they had the order programs? Because I remember reading that Yari Cree was the one that brought him to the Oilers. Did you know that? Pat? Well, yeah, he there there was a, a connection there for sure with uh, Curry seeing him play. Yeah. Well, I guess he would have been in the KHL, but being a, a finished goalie. Yeah, yeah. Abbas, thanks thanks for calling, buddy. It's great to hear from you. I know Abbas no is. No problem. Uh, thanks. I, I, know, I, th- I think Abbas is out east, so he's up uh, <laughs> even later than all of us here in Alberta uh, phoning in. Yeah, no fight tonight. <laughs> I saw I saw some people on social media hoping for a fight tonight. But uh, were we even close? I don't know. I think Nurse would have fought Zadorov maybe if Zadorov <laughs> would have wanted to. <laughs> he was a little upset. That was a big hit. Uh, Darnell Nurse, he's usually the one giving uh, those big hard hits, and he doesn't take them very often. But that Zadorov, he's I've watched video a few times or you see him on the highlights he crushes guys when he hits them. yeah he had a good game i thought he did he, i didn't realize how fast he was two or three times he lugged the mail all the way up from behind his own net uh it, it what, what it was was an entertaining game a uh, very entertaining it was you, i think you said after the first period very high event 
Yeah. A lot of odd man breaks, breakaways both ways, crossbars, posts. We talked about the, the big saves that Koskinen made to keep the game 3-3. But also, Leon Dreisel, when the game was 3-3, rang one off the post as well. So it was it was entertaining and hopefully a, a springboard for the Oilers to go f- uh, get maybe on a bit of a run. That's, this is what's so funny about this. The Oilers go on this 2-11-2 streak. But because they win one game, the next time they get on the ice, they can start a winning streak. They can all of a sudden, hey, let's let's get a streak going the other way. So uh, a confidence builder. Everyone feels good about themselves. They get a day off. Their goaltender was good, and now they get to worry about the next game on the road and hopefully start something going the other way. Also, speaking of something that could have incited a fight, uh, Mangiapane got Dreisaitl right in the strudel there, eh? <laughs> yeah, he did. It was, uh, it was one of those ones, it didn't look as hurtful as it probably felt, because it was just a little tap, but you know, a little tap in a certain spot really sends shockwaves through the rest of the body as <laughs> Leon made his way over to the bench, and then you're on the bench. I, I used to hate that when the trainer would come down, you all right, just give me a moment, just... Don't come near me. You're not gonna, You're not rubbing it. I'm okay. I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Oilers win 5-3. We have John on the Certainty Hotline. Hey, John, go ahead. Hello, boys. How are you doing tonight? Good. Um, I was just wondering, after this big win for the Oilers tonight, uh, what do you think the chances of them... Make the playoffs or winning the Stanley Cup? Oh, well, well, that's yeah. I Stanley mean, Cup, that's too hard to call. I've yeah, said th- right I mean, from day one they're going to make the playoffs, and I stick with that. Yeah, I mean, they're it's a it's a good two points to get. Uh, I mean, in terms of points per, uh, points percentage, they are tenth in the West. In terms of points. Uh, they're not that high. Where would they be? Probably Eight, about nine, 12. 10, 11, yeah, 11th or 12. I mean, that's the weird thing. They're, they're four points behind San Jose, but in terms of points percentage, they now actually pass the Sharks tonight because they have four games in yeah, it. Yeah, they're, so, they're, they're still I mean, they're, in they're it. In the, they're yeah. in the thick with, I mean, basically, if you look at the West, uh, Chicago, Seattle, and Arizona are pretty much out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver is not, I mean, I know Vancouver's been playing better lately, but, I mean, they're 500, which in the NHL is not good enough and then kind of winnipeg edmonton dallas san jose calgary la you know even la and anaheim who are second and the third in the i mean here's the thing uh points percentage la's 549 anaheim's 547 uh edmonton's 541 well calgary's the best of those 583 so, so i mean it's it's very close right now so. well and what's so weird about this year is just because of all the postponements there's teams that have played five, six games more than others, so it, it's kind of skewed when you look at the standings uh, for the points, but just simply because one team has played so many more games and have had more opportunities. So uh, it'll all start to equal out as every team in the National Hockey League is now going to be playing more or less every second night the rest of the year, which is good. When you get on a roll, you want to play every second night. You want to feel good about yourself, and you want to keep on playing. Uh, the Oilers, uh, I've said from the beginning, the, the Oilers are a playoff hockey club. And the only way you can win a Stanley Cup is by getting to the playoffs, and that's your first goal. And the Oilers took two points towards that goal tonight. Okay, Oilers win at 5-3. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're also going to hear from Connor McDavid and Evan Bouchard. Some more time for your calls as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. CC with less than two minutes to go in this second period. The game tied at two. Lead pass right side, Derek Ryan. Racing into Perlini, a shot scores! Brendan Perlini off his stick in an eyelash. He's got three goals in four games. And Edmonton takes its first lead of the night, three to two. Perlini from Ryan and CeCe, Ryan's first assist of the season. And yeah, Perlini up to four goals, Rob. I mean, he just fires that thing. It's it's, <laughs> it's like Jack said, it's it's off the stick so quick. Yeah, it was a wonderful play. Put himself into a shooting spot in a very quiet area on the ice. He got it on and off his stick. He didn't dust it off. He didn't stick handle it. And again, uh, a player went in front of the eyes of the goaltender. When you put a puck on net with a little bit of juice behind it, uh, it has a chance to go in. And uh, he just keeps getting more and more confident. And it was good to see him when he was given an opportunity tonight. Uh, that uh, he was able to contribute. So again, the Oilers, which early in the season struggled finding uh, depth scoring, get another big goal from a depth player. All right, let's go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Aaron standing by. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for calling. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Question: Do you think the Oilers make a move for a goalie before the deadline? And if so, with the uh, performance of Evan Bouchard tonight, do you think maybe Tyson Berry is a guy that they might put out there? I think. Well, I think that they're trying to get a goalie. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think the performance of Bouchard t- tonight, I think he would have to do it for a while. And now we have to wonder if Barry's healthy. But yeah. I, I definitely think they're shopping for a goalie. I mean, you can't not. You can't not, yeah. Well, especially now where they said that, was it Mike Smith is further away than they thought? Well, yeah, Tippett said not close. Not I mean, close. Nuge might play. If Nuge doesn't play Tuesday, I would guess he plays Thursday. I mean, Nuge took part in most yeah. of the morning skate. He didn't do the line. He's close, and but stuff. I mean, Mike's. They, they need they need a little. They need to be solidified in net if they want to make a run. A to get the playoffs and B in the playoffs. And uh, as well as Koskinen played tonight, we know that Koskinen is a, a a backup goaltender, and they need a starter. So I don't know if when or if they'll be able to make a move, but I'm sure they're certainly looking and seeing what's out there. All right. We have Sir Robert standing by. Sir Robert, thanks for staying up and giving us a call. Go ahead, my man. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Well, I mean, you know what? As much as I've, as much as I've uh, uh, criticized Koskinen for his play, you know what? I got to I'm not. Uh, I got to give him credit tonight. He battled. He played. A, he played a heck of a game. He made. He, he made big save after big save. You know. I thought in the first period to, you know, prevent the game from getting away. And then especially in the third period, I mean, 17 shots against. I mean, he, he made about two or three saves that I thought I thought were sure goals. So there's that. And then, you know, and it was nice to see uh, nice to see the power play come through tonight, especially uh, a Bouchard. It's nice to see him, uh, you know, uh, score a couple. I liked the uh, – I liked what uh, – uh, a, a pulley Irby did there on that. Both those goals took away the eyes of Markstrom and Bouchard. Perfect shot. Goalie can't see it. He's not stopping it. Now, on a quickly touch on, I guess, if, they, if they're going to make a move for a goalie, which I, I I do agree with Rob, if they if 
they want to make the playoffs, and especially if they want to make a run in the playoffs, they need a goalie. Koskinen and Skinner, that's not going to cut it. But you know what? I think if it, you know, I think if you're going to make a move, you got to. I think you got to make it within the next month. But that's just me. Yeah. Thanks, Sir Robert. I, I mean, here's the thing: we're coming up on the halfway point of the season. What are they got? Four more. This was 37, so they got four more to the halfway point mm-hmm. of the season. Um, I, I mean, I know it's only one win, but it does alleviate some stress. Yeah, absolutely, to, it does. you know, to get it. Um, you know, Skinner's going to come out of protocol. Again, we don't know how how bad it's going to be with Smith. I, I mean, like I said, you you ha- it's the GM's job to always look. Yep. Uh, I mean, G- and GMs always talk. They they are always talking. Oh, well, remember I asked with this guy yeah. six months ago. Well, you know, how's he doing now? Now, would you think maybe, you know, does he need a new home or something like that? So, I'm sure I'm sure there's talking going on for sure. Yeah, well, I without any doubt. And in the teams that have the best teams in the National League, the GMs of Florida and Tampa, they're talking. Everyone's trying to make their team better. How about the the Minnesota Wild today? They pulled their goalie today and scored to tie the game up late in the game. Twelfth time this year they've pulled their goalie and scored a goal. 12 That's times. Incredible. That is uh, what I watched the game the other night when they did it for the 11th time. I just watched a highlight tonight. Their 12th time, they've gone six on five and scored a goal. They, uh, whatever they're doing, somebody should copy that down and pass it to the other teams in the National Hockey League because it's working. Okay, we'll get a couple more phone calls in before we go, but let's go back down to the Hall of Fame room. Connor McDavid, Evan Bouchard. Connor, that, that game started like a lot of games have started recently, but it didn't end that way. Right? The last 40 minutes, uh, you guys brought something to that you haven't brought a whole lot of lately. What, what do you think was different? What changed? You know, I, I, I thought our second period was good. We really uh, dictated the pace of the period, drew, drew a few uh, penalties, and, and, and our power play was able to capitalize, I think. Power play is a big part of our game, and you know, we were able to, to get ourselves back into it. And, um, you know, just scratch and claw to, to find a way to get a win. That's how you get out of this. Uh, Evan, you, uh, I know the fans have been putting you on the power play for about two years in this town. Um, you get on there tonight, and, and boom, the pucks are going in. Is it? I guess I would ask you, how long have you been looking forward to that opportunity to be that guy in that spot? Um, I think if you ask any player that question, any player wants that um, position, you just got to work at it. You know, Tice runs it great, and um, I just got the opportunity because he was out. But um, like I said, I think any player would want to want to be on a power play. Evan, you don't slap the puck. Those were wrist shots. Are you seeing something from there? At least with the slap shot, maybe a guy can get out and block it, but you get it away quickly. Has that always been your, your M.O.? Uh, well, I think a big part of putting it through is making sure it went by the first guy. And, uh, and luckily for me, Jesse was doing a great job net front. He was doing the, uh, the dirty work in front, and that's what uh, you know, that's how goals come. Thank you. Hey, hey Connor. Um, Leon mentioned it earlier that there was a bit of a, a, a cloud hanging over the team when, when the losses pile up, even if in some of those losses you guys kind of maybe thought you deserved a better fate. What is something like this, not just winning, but how you want to do for just the mental health of the mental health of the group and maybe open things up moving forward? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, when you're losing games, it's obviously a bad feeling. Um, you know, we're human. We have feelings. You know, we. Uh, you know that, that that you know those losses pile up and they weigh on you. It's it's uh, it's you know just human nature. So you know it's nice to find a way to get a win and you know hopefully build a little momentum here. 
Connor, uh, given all the outside noise, particularly in one position outside of the locker room, when you see Miko Koskinen make that save halfway through the third period in a tie game, what did that do for your group? That's massive. You know, Miko um, is a guy that, uh, you know, he's been, uh, um, you know, he's faced a lot of criticism, you know, same with a lot of our group, but, um, you know, he's a guy that we want to battle for, and, um, you know, he played great for us tonight. You know, he made a, a lot of big saves, and, you know, that one in particular was massive for us. Um, you know, it gave us a chance to win. Uh, on uh, Evan's second goal of the night, uh, we talked about Ryan Nugent Hopkins this morning and how much this group misses a guy like Nugent Hopkins. Did you maybe steal something out of his playbook on that behind-the-back pass on the left-hand side to set up uh, Bouchard for a second? Um, yeah, Nuge runs a, a great power play on that side. You know, there's no doubt about it. Um, and we miss him out there and um, just trying to fill the void for a little bit. And, and uh, you know, it's pretty easy when Boo shoots it, at, like, you know, like he does. Um, you just got to get the puck in his hands and, you know, he's going to make a good play. So um, he had the hot stick tonight and, um, you know, he uh, did a great job up there. Thanks, Connor. Um, sorry, Connor here. Um, can you maybe take us, uh, not so much maybe into the room, but maybe just inside your heads after a, a first period, you know, you're down and you guys come out. Did you just sort of continue doing what what you have been doing? And then, Evan, you've sort of played this role as a, a power play quarterback your whole career. Is it a lot different when you get to the NHL and do it, or is it just sort of similar to the growth you've had throughout your career? Um. You know, it's hard to kind of change power plays up. You know, it's either this way or that way. Um, with the guys we have on the power play, it makes it uh, you know, that much easier. They move the puck. Like I said, guys in front, uh, you know, doing a playing a good role. So I think that was uh, that was huge. Uh, I kind of forget your question. Okay, so did I. Uh, just a little bit about uh, just staying with it, confident, uh, pushing forward when you're when you're down, and eventually getting what you want. Yeah, I mean, it would have been uh, would have been easy to, to to fold up shop and and uh, you know worry about the next one, you know, down two and and uh, um, you know, but I thought our group responded well. You know, um, we came out and I thought uh, I thought we were the better team in the second. Meeks kind of held us in it and and like I said, you know, we had our chances, drew our drew our power plays and and uh, found a way to get us back uh, into the game. McDavid and Bouchard. Bouchard, a couple of goals. McDavid, a couple of assists as the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3. Bouchard tonight played a lot, 24-06. Nurse played 24-53. Nurse led the Oilers with five shots on goal. The ice time was more evenly distributed. Uh, Tyler Benson was the low for the Oilers at 8:26. He did go plus one and have three shots. Uh, Perlini played 8:49. He got the goal. Turris played nine minutes. Everybody else was over 10. And Benson's starting to muck it up a bit, isn't he, Rob? Well, not starting. Yeah. He's continuing to because he's, he's started a few games ago. Well, I, he, he, I've been in his role where you're always, you're always an offensive player and then you come to a team where, well, there's not a spot for that offensive player and you got to learn how to play a different role. And he's a smart kid. He understands, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be playing in the top six here. They look like they need guys in their role positions and I'm going to go out and do it. I'm going to go out there and I'll get involved physically. I'll try to be an irritant. Uh, try to do all the right things. Get pucks in deep. Get uh, pucks out from my own zone. Uh, I mean, he had the, the one slip up today where he, he turned it over in his own zone, but those are fewer and far between. But yeah, he uh, he's engaging physically on a team that doesn't do that a whole lot. It's, much, it's very noticeable. 
All right, a couple more on the Certainty Hotline. We have Dylan standing by. Good morning, Dylan. It just turned to Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, thought um, Bouchard had a great game tonight. Uh, I think the first line power play is should be his now. And um, Koskinen had a good bounce back from the other night. But I think you got to trade him because he came off a hot game. So, I mean, just get rid of him. Do it right now, eh? Okay. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. We also have Gene on the line. Hi, Gene. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Well, I was hoping it was Gene Principe and you'd have a pun for us. I guess not, eh? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a double Gene on the on the broadcast that will be. <laughs> but a few things about the game. Like, I would say for, for the, this battle for Alberta, this, this should be a good step forward in making a run. Like, considering how how their start to the 2022 was, n- didn't get up to a good start as what we would hope. But uh, I would say this is a good turnaround. And if they keep it up in the next few games, like, uh, they're going to be in the race for the pl- for the playoffs. And and I would say, like, uh, the season, like, uh, as you guys mentioned, there's, like, only 45 games left, right? 45 games, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's where we're at. Yeah, 45. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say like with the and with those games in hand that they have, I would say like if they if they if they learn from from the from the from the losing streak that they had and like uh and and from tonight's win, I think it's a good it's a good build up to the next few games because they I think they're gonna be in a tough they're gonna be in against like tougher teams as they as they come. Am I correct? Well, here's the thing, and thanks for the call. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they're right in the race. Yep. And, and you know, like I said, there's kind of those three teams, and Vancouver's almost there, that are pretty much out of it. So the Oilers are nine and two within their division. If they keep doing well within their division, they will make the playoffs because those are the bigger quote unquote four four, games, four yeah. point games. Um, we've seen. You know, Calgary struggle against some Eastern teams. Mm-hmm. Van- I know Vancouver beat Washington, but they had kind of a road trip. Obviously, the Oilers have struggled against some Eastern teams. So it, 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 a lot of it could come down to, you know, you got a couple games left against Calgary. Uh, but you got two left against Vancouver. Oh. Uh, you got you haven't played. You've yet to play the Sharks. Uh, you still got. You've only played the Ducks and the Kings once each. Uh, they are two and zero against Vegas. Don't forget both. Uh, both on the road, but I mean, it, it's going to come down probably a lot against the three California teams. Yep. The games remaining there. Well, what what happened is the Oilers went from a team that was going to challenge for the conference the way they started the season to a team that's in, in a dogfight, and they're still set up nicely. They still uh, they they do well against the teams they have to beat. Their their rate there percentage wise, they just made it a, a more exciting finish for playoff spots because of the little fall they've had. But the one thing that we've seen, they've gone, they've had their their rough patch, but we've seen they're capable of putting together big stretches of uh, big winning streaks, going nine and one, sixteen and five. So uh, it it is amazing that if they win in Vancouver, all of a sudden we're going to be talking about a winning streak and this long stretch that they struggled will be much forgotten so this it's a confidence builder and you can hear it in the relief of the players when they talked they're excited that this is over with and now they can start looking forward to going in the the opposite direction 
Big game from Koskinen, 44 saves as the Oilers were outshot 47-31. Dreisaitl scores twice in the last six minutes. He got the game winner and then got an empty netter with a tenth of a second on the clock. He has four points tonight as he added a couple of assists. Two goals for Bouchard, two assists for Connor McDavid. Get more on this game on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. The Oilers will be off on Sunday, practice Monday, play in Vancouver on Tuesday. That's our next game broadcast. The face-off show will start at 6, and the puck will drop at 8. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer back at 630 Chet, and to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer inside Rogers Place. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. The Oilers win the Battle of Alberta 5-3. 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chet.